Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I am so thrilled to have you here joining me once again from everybody from 100 countries. I believe there are 100 countries listening to this show. So I am thrilled. And if you are new to the show, well, you are in for a treat because every week, myself and my guests educate, empower, ignite, and inspire you so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. Because in my opinion, and I believe in my guest's opinion as well, that if you're not living a fearlessly authentic life, then what are we doing here, right? We all want to live in our truest selves and we want to get over our fears. We want to overcome them. We want to live in our truth. And today's guest is going to talk about that, talk about her journey. I am so excited. I'm a huge, huge fan. So without further ado, I am here to introduce you to Netflix Selling Sunset, Vanessa Vigia. How did I say that, Vanessa? (laughs) Vigila. 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 Perfect. Don't worry about it. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show. No, no, no. It's my pleasure, Jody. Honestly, I I actually feel that everything in life happens for a reason. I've been wanting to be uh, in, in a podcast like yours. Um, you know, like I've been trying to help people with, with my story, with my experiences. I'm actually starting something too on my Instagram to inspire more uh, with my experiences. So this is a perfect, uh, you know, p- podcast for me to be in to, today. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I... I've been watching the show since it started and Mm. then you came on and Mm. I thought, finally, a brunette on the show. (laughs) Well, you had Davina. (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot. Right. But Davina wasn't (laughs) on there that much this year. This. Oh, she came back (laughs) in. Right. 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 I know. But you are like a real brunette. I don't know. Mexicana. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so you came in and. Before we get into everything about Selling Sunset, which I just totally binged on the fourth season, mm. you, you started as a soap opera actress, right? That's your background. Correct. Yes. I started in Mexico City when I was four years old. Wow. Um, and it's a funny story how I started because um, I was in a, in a kid's party, like one of my classmates. She, it was her birthday. She invited me to her party at her house. And, you know, I, I went with my sister and my mom, of course, and the, her, her father was a producer of a very successful kids TV show in Mexico City in a company that is called Televisa, which is kind of like the Hollywood of, of soap operas in, in, you know, in Spanish. Okay. And it's actually in the world, I think, um, or at least at that time, you know, it was like the main soap opera uh, TV network producer. So, um yeah, I mean, my mom asked us, do you, I mean, she will, he was like, can, can your kids be in the show? Like, they're adorable. Like, I want them in the show. My mom asked us, and I was like, yes, yes, I want to be in the show. So that's how I started on TV. I mean, I started at four years old. I jumped into the, you know, TV without knowing anything about acting or anything. I would just like play with it. 
and the producer was really happy with my with my role in in the show so he wanted me to stay longer but my character was um the girlfriend of a mini dracula okay and <laughs> and, uh, and then he was like you know we love your daughter so we want her to stay as the wife of this mini dracula and i was like when when she told me i was like there's no way i'm gonna get married to dracula no, no, no. and i didn't want to go back uh, but i think i was on the show like we're around i would say like maybe a year and a half probably you know and i was also playing other characters also i actually played some scenes with my sister we actually regret that i didn't you know i i don't know where those videos are i've been looking up in uh, everywhere and i i cannot find them and years ago I found one and I don't know where it is that where I was, you know, with a, in a, in a war of, of pillows with my sister in, in, and I, that would be like a, like a dream for me to, to find those, wow. those videos. Yeah, you need to me. find them. I need to find them. Yeah. You know, maybe now that I'm talking to you about this, maybe I should try and see if I can yes. reconnect with the producer and see if he has them. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. So how long did you stay? You stayed in acting for your entire life, right? Correct. Yeah. So after that, I uh, continued like doing soap. Uh, I mean, commercials for the network, um, mm-hmm. uh, like for the for the you know the day, Father's Day or things like that, and commercials. And then around eleven years old, I started my first soap opera in Mexico City in the same network, and I continued acting like nonstop until I mean, I was in Mexico until around seventeen years old, probably that I decided to move um to Miami uh no 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 from 17 years old with, with the same network then I moved to the other network for another three years then I moved to Miami with another network and I was in Miami for nine years probably oh wow and then um I actually went to Colombia to work as well that was really fun because I you know I started like going to other countries to work and and it was just incredible to see how my life was changing and even though it was really difficult, it was very exciting too. And I, you know, had the opportunity to work with international actors and directors and with another way of, you know, of working also, like instead of going with a near piece, it was everything memor- memorized. So that was a challenge for me, but it was also amazing because the actors work more as a team and then they sit with you and they really, you know, work with the lines and everything. And then it, it's different. It's just... uh a different, <laughs> a different it sounds so life. exciting. It sounds so I remember watching soap operas when I was growing up and through college. You know, I was watching One Life to Live, Susan Lucci. Do you know that soap opera? No. Oh, okay. It's I think it's still around and all my children. Oh, that was all my children. Well, I do know that. And it's a funny thing that soap operas in, in, in the United States, they last forever. I mean, in, in my in my in the Latin market. They do are like a hundred episodes or now like even less, maybe 80 episodes. And now they're doing, of course, TV shows and they have like seasons, but like soap operas, soap operas are normally like between a hundred to 120 or sometimes even 200 episodes. So that's it. Like, that's it's, it. you know, yeah, that's it. So it's maybe if you're filming for a year and a half, that's, that's it. And then you never play that character again. Wow. I, I don't know this for sure, but I think Susan Lucci, who I, you know, was like 30 years old when I started watching, I think she still might be on the show. So, oh, wow. If, she, yeah. So she's probably in her 70s or something. I don't, I don't really oh my know. God. And, wow. You know, yeah. I mean, they go I mean, on. Really, 
I'm sure that is incredible to like uh, go through so many stages of of your life and your character, like the same yes. character all your life. Is, yeah. So, what was wow. your favorite role to play? I would say um, I played um, well two characters. I would say I would I, I played one that it was very similar to me. Like you know, I think one of the few good girls that I played because I normally would play the villain. Um, and then dark, the it's other the dark one, hair, right? The villain. No, I actually was blonde. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had my hair color in every color. The only the only color that I haven't had it yet is green. <laughs> yeah, <kidding>. never. <laughs> um, no, I. The other one was that we we did the soap opera based on Una, uh, a Made in Manhattan with Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Uh, we did it in a soap opera. It was a co-production with Sony, actually. And I play the villain. And I think that was my favorite uh, mm. of all because I had so much fun. It was a comedy drama, you know, but it was like more comedy than anything. So uh, the situations were funny and I didn't I didn't go to a dark side, you know, like super intense, dramatic, negative, like hate, like it was more light. And I also created an amazing group of friends there, which is not. I mean, it's not unusual that, you know, that you can get a good group of people, but like all of us were like a family. It was incredible. Everything in that soap opera was like just going and had, I had the best time ever. Everything, everything and everyone was amazing. How old were you when you played that role? Um, oh my God. I would say, wow, maybe thir- 30 20, 30, maybe early 30. Yeah, I would say like 30. I don't remember even when I when I did it. But, so from um, somebody who started acting at such a young age, mm-hmm. did you feel that all of those different roles and the experiences of life, so you're going through these, playing different roles, meeting new people on set, experiencing different personalities, did you mm-hmm. feel that like in your 30s or your late 20s and you hate your 30s, did you feel that you were really evolving? Like you knew who you were and going forward, you were like, okay, I played the villain once or maybe twice. So going forward, I know that I could play really any role that's being thrown at me now because of my life experiences. Yeah. And I also feel, I mean, I play the, the villain so many times and I always try to make it, uh, to make it different. I, I always try to change the voice or change my hair and the voice and the way I would walk or sit or move, like even, mm. you know, everything I would try to make it different every time because always, you know, a villain always have the similarities, especially in soap operas. So I always wanted to do something different, but more than I, I think that I, I knew that I was ready for different things. And that's when I decided to move to Los Angeles, even though I was uh, under contract with, with that, with a TV network that I was working at that time, I was like, it's time for me to try other things too. And I started working a lot on my spiritual, you know, yeah, and my spirituality and my, and myself. Um, because obviously, you know, like you said, like life throws you different challenges and, I wanted to be better and I wanted to, to improve my life. And I know that, you know, if I was continuing, like I wasn't feeling like I was doing, going anywhere different and I mm. didn't want to like do all the time, like negative characters and stay also like just categorized as just a villain. I wanted to do more. So I was, I, I want, I need to, to probably go 
somewhere where, where I can do and play different roles. Don't you find that when you move someplace, I, I actually talked about this on, on social media about that if you feel like you need a change, if you're in a rut or something life-changing happens to you, changing the way the, where you live can have a huge impact on what happens to you next. And I know that you were really close to your sister. Was she, did, was she in Miami with you when you were there? No, no, no. My sister actually was the one, the first one to move from Mexico to the United States uh, of my family. Like, of course, my mom, my sister and I were super close. And uh, the first one to move out of the city of the country was my sister. And then after it was my mom. And then after my mom, it was me. And it's so funny because there's a photo of the three of us um, Mm -hmm. that each of us are looking it's funny because it was supposed to be a photo where we were supposed to be looking at the same place. Right. And she was, my sister was looking, I don't know, to the left, my mom to the right. And I was looking straight or, or like, like it was, it's so, so bizarre. I mean, so crazy. I don't know if that that's the word, but it was really crazy to, to, to see how our lives just like move completely because my sister moved to San Diego. My mom moved first to Houston and I moved to Miami. So we were, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah middle uh in the west and east coast it was just like crazy that must have been hard because you were all so close right but did you Mm -hmm. you were at the points in your life where you just each had to be where you needed to be right yes exactly and you know uh sometimes to for you to achieve um some things that you want in life you have to make some sacrifices and you know i am i'm really passionate about my career and i'm really passionate about my work and i I really felt like it was like the, the right thing to do and the, the right place to be. Um, so I went for it. And I obviously always tried to keep, you know, my my family like as close like, as I could. When, when I was able to travel, I would travel. Like sometimes I, I was I was spending Christmas on my own because we only have two days of, uh, off of filming um, when we were very close to the air or whatever in soap operas. So I wouldn't have time to come all the way to California from Miami and go back on time, right? But um, but every time that I was able to do it, I will. And then we were on the phone, of course, all the time. And then when FaceTime came, FaceTiming right. all the time. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, that's yeah, I think a that great FaceTime thing. made it way easier. Yeah. So in your 30s, when you said that you moved to LA, you felt like you needed to change. You started getting more mindful about things, more spiritual. Um, what had changed in your life to to go there, to really dig a little bit deeper? Did anything, was there anything life-changing? Well, I mean, I was playing a character that it was a, well, very strong villain. She was very, very negative and screaming and getting upset all the time. So I got uh, very sick with my cortisol levels went super high because it's not like I was staying with my character, you know, like after filming, but the body doesn't know that you're, that you're acting. You're just living those 11, 12, 14 hours a day that I was screaming and, you know, <laughs> getting angry. Like my body doesn't know that I was acting and I, I cannot pretend that I'm upset because then my audience will never believe me. So I would have to get really upset and go like super crazy on my scenes and, you know, and break. It was the craziest character I have ever played. And I was working like, crazy from Monday through Saturday. So I got a very um, high levels of cortisol. So my stress went super high. 
And I also felt like I was, um, yeah, like I needed something. I, I wanted to work on myself and I, I, I felt like I needed to heal a lot of pain that I had gone through my, my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, it's, it's time for me to, to, to take a break and work on myself and heal my, my wounds from, from my past. And, uh, also, you know, heal my body from this imbalance of cortisol that created an imbalancing hormones and imbalancing my, everything, my thyroid, everything went crazy. So I was like, I need to, I need to reset and I need to, to regroup and, and start healing. And my heart was telling me, like, it was, it's time to, to connect with, with you, Vanessa, you know, like not get lost in so much, like in work, 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 work. And what about you? So it's, that's what I did. It's so true. Um, I know that you're very health conscious. You know, I went through something. I lost my mom on December 28th. And thank you. And I never experienced such high levels of cortisol, what you're talking about. And I thought I had experienced stress in my life, but it really affected me. And I gained 10 pounds and I'm a little person. I'm only five feet tall. So 10 pounds, I can't do 10 pounds. And as soon as we, we had her funeral, it started to just melt away. And I'm sure as you started doing the work on yourself, you felt the levels, because the body doesn't know, you're absolutely right. You can't say, oh, mind, do something different to the body. So mm-hmm. that's amazing and that you did that, that you realize I need to heal because the body just needs the, the mind to go with it and heal all together. So important for everybody to know that. Yes. Um, was this this recent, December? This past this December. Recent? Yeah, it was the day after my birthday. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh, thank so you sorry. so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you that. seem like, you know, like someone that, um, well, now you'll take that pain and make it into something, you know, great. And I, that's what I did with my sister. You know, I took the pain and I continued taking that pain and that love for her to use it as fuel uh, to to improve my life and to do things in, in her name, in her honor. You yes. know, like this career now. And of course, we'll go into that more um, when you want. Um, but um, um, I know that, that she's now, you know, an angel taking how, care of you. How long ago did she, did you lose her? Uh, three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. So you mentioned that there was something she said to you. So you were an actress your whole life. And then yeah. she tells you <laughs> what? Um, so <laughs> we're going to get emotional here. <laughs> um, so she was a realtor in San Diego, um, and she was doing really well. And she kind of felt that, uh, I, I, I was having like my free time of not acting because I wanted to take that break to heal my, my body and my, and, you know, and get better as, as a person, because I, I always like to, to do anything that will make me feel better or be better for, for myself and for others. And she told me, why don't you do real estate? I mean, I'm, I, my, my career is going so well. My first year, I did so much money. And I think that you can combine it perfectly with acting. If you don't want to act, you don't act. If you want to act, you go back. If you want to work as a real estate agent, it's, you're your own, your own boss. So you don't have to work 24-7. Like, whatever you want, you'll do. And I think that you can do amazing because you're really good with people. You're, the way you relate with people is incredible. You're amazing with them. And that's half of the job, like, you know, understanding people and being relationships, with people. right? Yes. So she was like, why don't you try it? And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds 
something interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm seeing how well she was doing too. You know, obviously that was inspiring to me. So I was like, yeah, maybe if I can combine it, why not? So yeah. I kind of like started studying and I had, um, I still was under contract with, uh, with a network uh, at that time that I was working with. And they called me to go to Mexico to film a TV series, TV show. They had a, an incredible success. It actually was the uh, first um, TV show in Spanish to win an Emmy. And it was a, an offer that I couldn't say no to it. You what know? was the name of the show? Because I was under contract. And in Spanish is El Señor de los Cielos. In mm -hmm. English is uh, the Lord of the Skies. Okay. So um, I was like, that. that's an offer that I can't say no to it. Right. I, I mean, everyone knew about the show. It was like four seasons in, like on a three. I was coming into season four. Um, and I was like, wow, this is incredible. And it's like, a, it was a, a drug dealer show. So action and so <laughs> like, you know, something completely. Yeah, even though it was like, it wasn't really a villain because she was actually coming to to get revenge Ooh, uh I like yeah that. but i was yeah 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 it was like such a such an incredible character but it was coming to get revenge uh to the lead guy and to to become you know the the girl of the lead guy for for the for my time in the show so i went to do the show and i actually brought my books with me i was like i'm gonna study i'm gonna you know i didn't have time i was working like crazy and actually the locations were like an hour away from mexico city so my driver will pick me up at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning. We will get to location at 6, 7, uh, then breakfast, then makeup, then, and then go to film, and then coming back at 10 p.m. at home. I was, like, devastated. <laughs> right. When are you going to study for uh, to, to become a real exactly. estate agent? I just, right. I just brought them. <laughs> you there know, you go. I love them as a decoration. Right, right. So, anyways, to make the long story short, I came back. I continued studying. Then I went back again for season five of the same show. And then um, when I finished, uh, I came back and I was a little, again, like a little, like I need time for me. Like, I don't want to get into real estate. I don't want to act right now. I just want time for Vanessa. And I went to Miami to visit my friends. Um, and I, just, because I lived there for nine, nine years. So I have a lot of friends and I wanted a little break from LA because also LA it wasn't getting any easy for me. Like every time that I will go to an audition, they will be like, but you don't look Latina or you don't look Mexican. And really? I was like, oh my, yeah. Now, was your hair dark or was it blonde? No, it, I mean, I had it in every color, like dark, okay. caramel, which is my original color. It's kind okay. of like caramelish. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually, when I went to Miami, I was like, ah, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to go blonde because right. they actually don't even see me as a Latina. So whatever. Wow. And I had a, possibility of working in a character as a blonde so I was like I'm gonna just go for it and if I get it I get it and if not I'll, I'll just have my season of being blonde and whatever right. <laughs> have fun with it so uh, yeah I changed my hair color I went to Miami and I was supposed to be there for 10 days and I ended up staying like for I think like five weeks wow yeah I kind of like didn't want to come back I was super happy I was like and there was not a reason like it's not like oh I got a job or I had a relate nothing it was just me being happy with me I, love I think that. for the first time I love in my that. life you know it was like just being happy with myself and with me and I I think I I kind of like had a little bit of fear to come back maybe and lose that happiness that Isn't I was that, feeling right. That's, come that's back probably. Yeah, that's really interesting because you were out in LA and then you came back because you left Miami 
to go to LA to center mm-hmm. yourself more. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you found yourself back in Miami saying, wait a minute, like I like me here this time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality, I think that it was because I was happy with myself. So totally. no matter where you are, you can be in the best place in the world. If you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy, period. That because it's am- within. Perfect point. Perfect. Yeah. So I came back on a Thursday and then the next day on a Friday, my sister passed away. So my, my life from being, thank you, from being like, you know, like, wow, like I was at my happiest and at my best. uh, It just became a a nightmare all of a sudden in, in an instant. So she had a staging company. And uh, I actually was in conversations with her to come and, and open a, a LA staging uh, from her, from you know from her company, mm-hmm. but one in LA. And she will she will teach me how to do the business and everything. So I will be able to combine it if I do the real estate with the staging. But she was like, just go for the staging now because you're not doing the real estate yet. So let's go for it. I'm like, okay. So I came back and this happened. So I never got to understand or learn anything about the business. So um, it took me probably like two months to really like mm, take the decision to go and pick up the the furniture and and do something with her legacy. You know, I was like, okay, so I'm going to make this business um, a success, just like she was doing in in San Diego, but in LA because that's where I live. And I want to do something good for my family and for my nephew and my mom. Um, I can create like a family business. So I brought all the furniture to LA. It was the hardest, one of the hardest oh my days I'm, of situations. I can't well, even imagine. Yeah, because everything was unexpected. So it's not like she left any instructions, nothing. It was everything like nothing. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, so I started going to open houses and uh, nothing was making sense. Nothing. I was not getting any clients, nothing. So I was getting very frustrated. And one day I sat in my car and I was like, Jackie, I, I need you to give me a sign. Oh. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just sell the business. I am just spending money with the, with the storage and nothing's happening. And I, you know, if the months are going by and I'm just like, you know, losing I don't know what to do. I right, you know, you were like, you were directionless. You just didn't yeah, know. Exactly. Like, give me I a sign. Give me some kind of sign. Right. Yeah. So I, the way the night before I was looking for open houses in another area because that was it. I said, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I'm doing the wrong areas. Maybe my furniture is not very like modern and high end, like super expensive homes. Like right now, the one that I have right now. It's more contemporary, like more San Diego style. So I said, maybe if I go to another area, maybe I'll find it. So the night before I looked for open houses and I couldn't find anything. So that morning, which is Sunday, I sat in my car and I was like, I need a sign. So I opened my phone. I said, if I find open houses, I'll just go. And if not, I'll just going to go home and sleep. I, I was like very sad and depressed. So I opened my phone and I found like 20 open houses. I was like, wow. Okay, that's a good sign. So I went, I went for it, and I the first one I picked, I go there, and the, the realtor was just opening the house. He uh, invited me, like, "Oh, sorry, I'm just opening." I was like, "Oh no, sorry, it's okay. Can I help in anything?" We were talking for five minutes, and he was like, "I want you to work for me." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, 
I, I'm not a realtor. Like, he was like, oh, no, what are you? I'm like, no, I, I, I have a staging company. He was like, no, 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 no. Forget about the staging. You should be a realtor. You're amazing with people. So he used the same words that my sister used. Wow. And we are going to stop right there. We're going to take okay. a little break and we will be okay. right back. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison-Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. And we are back with Vanessa Vijayla. Did I Yay! say it better? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it didn't seem right to me saying it like that, but I, I knew that if I said it like that, it would be correct. So <laughs> welcome back. And we were talking about looking for that sign. And I think in life, people give us sign, the universe gives us a sign. But if we're not in tune to receiving that sign, then we won't see it, right? But yeah. you were very, very in tune with, because you had gone to LA, you had worked on yourself, you were ready for a sign. You yeah. were open. Your heart was super open. So this yeah. man says to you, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Finish telling us the story. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 no. Forget about the staging. You should be a realtor. You were amazing with people. And I was, he, he's like, you're going to be very successful. I was like, wow. And that's exactly what my sister told me. And the, all the people that knew me, that knew that I was trying to do the singing, everyone was like, forget about singing. You should be a real estate. And I was like, no, the real estate is not in my plans right now. <laughs> you were you fighting it. You were fighting it. Like, yes. Yeah. I was like, you don't understand. Like, you know, like real estate. I mean, I, I'm, I own a business. I have to make it work because my sister put so much effort in this. Right. I, I cannot let it go. Right. So in my head was like a no, you know, like real estate was a zero, like not in my, in my, no, I was like, I, I own a business now. I need to make it work and help my family. with this. So I, when he said that to me, I was like, okay, Jackie, I hear you. Because that was the first, I, I, I was able to find the open houses. 
it was the first one that I picked. All of all of the 20 open houses I found, that was the first one and the words that he used. And I was like, okay, so I wasn't listening. Now I'm listening. So I'm going right. to do it. So I started studying again and I got serious this time, like serious in the meaning that, you know, like I'm not going to stop until I get my license. Mm-hmm. So there's no soap opera, soap opera, no TV show that is going to stop me from getting it. I love that. So I started studying and then the pandemic started. So I had my my test, my in-person uh, test uh, ready. And then the, the pandemic hit. So they, they stopped me from going. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh, no. Oh, no. So, That's right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God. Well, it's okay. It will happen when it happened. And then uh, I think it was probably my, I think my exam was around March or April when they stopped it. And then in August, I obviously stopped studying because I was like, oh, who knows when I'm going to get so my So this is August test. of, this is August of 2020, 2020. right? Okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, who knows when I'm going to get my exam. And then one day my brother was like, hey, have you checked if they reopen? Because they're start, starting like, you know, lifting a little bit the restrictions and things like that. So I was like, oh, no, I haven't checked. So I go into the website and they're like, they already set me up for like 10 days after that day. I was like, oh, what? Wow. I haven't studied. You're like, wait a minute. I've been studying. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yes. I was like, no, I think I'm going to, I'm going to change the date. And my brother was like, no, you can do it. I was like, yeah, you know what? Yes, oh, I can wow. do it. Oh, love so I'm, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it. And I did it. And, uh, and I went and I passed and I was in shock because mm. Everyone told me that most people will take two or three times. Like the California real estate exam is one of the most difficult in this in the United States. Like I think wow. New York and California are the, right. the most difficult ones. I've heard ones. that too. Yes. So I was, I couldn't, I was screaming when I, because they, they give you the paper inside of the building, but they don't let you open it to see if you pass or not. Oh, really? They, you have to open the, yeah, you have to open it to know if you pass it or not. They give it to you the results the same day, right, up, right after you finish your test. But you have to leave the building. And once you leave the building, you can open it. So I opened the, the paper. And when I read congratulations, I was like, ah! with the, the screaming, just like you saw me on the show when I yes, got my, yes. you know, like that, just like that. So yeah, that's, um, that's how I started in real estate. And I feel that everything was, uh, a sign of you're in the right path. Everything's, you know, everything's good. Like you're doing what you're supposed to do. I agree. Again, you know, like, oh, keeping your head and your heart open for those opportunities, because if we say closed in, we never look up, we never look around. Yeah. And going back to the picture of you with your mom and your sister, it's like you're all both look, all living, looking in different directions. Yeah. Like where where is the world going to take us? Where are we going to go? Where are we going to travel? Yeah. So tell yeah. so you get your real estate license. How, what how do you get on selling sunset? How does this all happen? <laughs> uh, well, that was in another incredible uh, story because well, I'm I always be, been a, a big manifester. I I believe a lot in the power of the word and in the mind, of course. And I do manifest what I want and sometimes even what I don't want, because if I focus on the fears and I let the fears, you know, um, overcome, which is something that I don't allow anymore. But before I used to, Mm -hmm. I will even manifest things that I don't want. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I started working in, in, a, in a really good company, amazing company in a wonderful office. I was super happy. And then one day I was sitting there and I was like, oh, sometimes I feel like I'm in selling sunset. And I don't know why, because in my head wasn't at all to be on TV or anything. I was just super focused on real estate. And then Wait, I... So it just came to you. I should be on Selling yeah. Sunset. It just, it just no, popped into No, I felt your head. like I was on the show. Like <gasps> I was in a sofa. Oh, I have goosebumps. Uh, yeah, I was in a sofa in the office that I was working at that time. And because I don't know, I related the sofa with me being like all dressed up. and <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Answer. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I get it. I, and I spoke with my best friend and I was like, I don't know why I felt that I was in Selling Sunset. And that was it. But I didn't really give any any thought of, of anything because it's not, I wasn't thinking of that. So right. two days later, I received a message from Selling Sunset producers saying that they want to interview me and they want to do an audition. Vanessa, I cannot <laughs> believe that story. I cannot I believe that. That know, is so powerful actually, thinking, girl. Wow. I know. Oh. I, know, so I actually called my friend and I was <clears> like, <throat> you're not going to believe this. Uh, you have to FaceTime me. Like they just called me from, like, I, mean, you know, I told her two days before. And um, yeah. And then, yeah, then I did the audition. And then um, I think that uh, obviously, you know, working with Jason and Brett was obviously like, wow. I mean, amazing. They're incredible. So the show is, is like a, a perfect thing for me to, to jump in. So that's how. So I you were it. selling real estate for just a couple of months when this opportunity yes. came up. So you, you know, again, going back to your sister, she, she saw this for you and, mm. you know, being an actress your whole life and then going into real estate, it sounds like, you know, even though it's reality TV, nobody's really acting, but mm. it's a place where you felt super comfortable, right? Like cameras, TV, like everything around you, like this was like, yeah, I know this stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that obviously, yeah, probably the cameras didn't scare me at all. I mean, and it's not honestly. There's, there's a moment where you completely forget they're there because, of, you know, in acting you do have them closer to you. Mm-hmm. Um, in acting, they're more in front of you, and you really have to create a, a, you know, a fake wall or whatever. But in 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 reality TV, it's it's a it's a strange. I don't know. It's different. They Is they it? put them in some place that you barely see them. And I completely forgot about it. Um, but yeah, it was uh, something that I, I, I truly believe that she's guiding me. And it's very incredible that I was here trying to do the crossover, you know. Uh, yes. yes. And then the crossover came in another, in another way that I would never imagine. And also in a way that will allow me to, to be myself for the first time and not be a villain that I didn't want to be a villain anymore. I wanted to be myself. I wanted to, to, you know, like I wanted to be myself and, or, or do something that I will enjoy. Not that I will be, you know, getting my body sick and. Right. You're the opposite of a villain on the show, but it just (laughs) goes to show you that when you believe, and you said the word crossover and um, I'm not sure exactly what you meant by that, but how I interpret it is that you were, you were fighting what was supposed to come to you when you were doing the staging for your sister, you were trying to keep that alive. And then when you finally, 
And, and there's a lot of talk, you know, when you finally fall into your truth, there's that, mm-hmm. there's that vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. And you were fighting it because it was a little scary. You're like, I'm not going to do that. And then once you allowed yourself to open your heart, be vulnerable, everything fell into place. Right. And when you release also, you know, release the surrender. Yes. yes. I, I surrender. I was like, I, I okay, I'm just going to do it. And yeah, release the fear. That's, I think the fear is the biggest uh, enemy and it's normally, it's obviously yourself, you know? Totally. So, yes. And it could be, it's up to you if you, if you take it down, you know, and put it in the corner and then fight for your dreams and other, or, or you let them, you know, stay there and then do nothing about your life. And for so many years, one of the reasons that I call this show fearlessly authentic was because I was always such a scaredy cat. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I made big changes in my life that I realized I could take risks and I wouldn't be afraid to take those risks and stand in my truth. And that's what you're doing. As you said, I've never been more myself than in this role I'm playing right now, because I get to be me. I get to choose yeah. how I want to put myself out there in the world and how I want the whole world to see me. Yeah. So when you first walked in the first day that you were introduced mm-hmm. to all of us on the show, <laughs> how did that feel to walk in there? Was that really the first time you walked in? Yeah, it was really the first hey. time. Yes. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Either. Like They didn't want to let me meet anyone before or anything at all, even like, you know, even after that scene, they didn't let me stay longer. So I, every situation will unfold naturally <gasps> with, with them. Yeah, it was incredible. I was extremely nervous. Um, I didn't know what to expect from, from the girls because I, 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 I'm used to work with women. And normally women uh, that success and beautiful women, they're normally competitive and, and you know, like, oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't expect that. All of them will be nice to me, to be honest. They were really um, nice to you. Yeah, they were really nice to me. And I think that also, you know, obviously they're all super sweet, but also it comes from when you open your heart, like you say, when you're someone vulnerable and open, then you can create connections. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. You cannot connect with someone if you don't open your heart. So I, that's that's really interesting. I feel that you really did that. I never thought of it like that, but you did. You came in so open. And that's why they did connect with you. And that's why everybody on the show really loves you. I, I, you know, and your connection with Christine, I found that to be the most interesting to tell you the truth. Mm. Tell me about your, this is a real relationship, right? This is a real friendship. You have her lipstick on, um, which I love. And you have to give me the color of it because it looks so good on you. Tell me, um, you know, a little bit about that relationship. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think she was one of the most uh, that I was concerned about meeting. You know, I didn't know how she'd be with me. I right. was a little, like, you know, my, my friends warned me like, oh, be careful. Maybe she'll be, <laughs> you know, not nice to you. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just going to go with an open heart. But I was a little like nervous to, to get to know her and see how would she be with me. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, I'm just going to let things unfold naturally and see and you know that you as you saw I mean, in the first episode she was like oh my god I wanted to be so mean to you but I can't you're so sweet and that's why she gave me all the time she gave me that sweetness that you know like we actually like a lot of things like similar things like you saw that that's that um 
uh, oh my God, what's the name of the stone I gave her? Uh, I forgot. Well, you know, the, the, for the baby, to protect right. the baby. Yes, yes. Uh, what the, stone? I, I forgot that. It's a purple one. I don't it's an amethyst? Uh, amethyst? Uh -huh. Thank yes, you. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah, I have an amethyst at my fitness studio. I have an amethyst uh -huh. there and I have one when my, my mom was sick. I had one right next to her too. So uh, yeah, yeah, the stones are very healing. Yeah. And we were talking about the, you know, how um, they can, I mean, how we both like uh, spirituality and meditations and, you know, protection and all these things, uh, energetic protection, all these things that we both share and, um, and we both like. So that's why I think that, You know, I don't know. It was just something it, that happened and we liked each other and, you know, it was natural. And, you know, it's right. So I think a lot of the people that watch the show, myself included, I was surprised at the friendship there, but I think mm -hmm. she was, I'm not speaking for her, so please don't think this, um, that maybe she was looking for somebody like you, somebody who was grounded because, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of bickering about her in the, in the office. Well, I mean, I think that what happens is that I came with a with a neutral, you know, right story. I didn't want to judge anyone. I, I'm not that kind of person. I would never judge anyone from what happened in their past or what they have done in the past. Like I want to see how they are with me and and give them the benefit of the doubt. And then if they do something to me, well, that's different. Obviously, I'm not gonna just allow anyone to disrespect me or treat me bad. But of course. with her, I mean, I would not be different because she had problems with someone else. So I remember the scene and I don't remember which episode it was where you're with Mary. Mm -hmm. She confronts you and she's like, stop, don't stop. say anymore. <laughs> what, tell us about that scene and how did that feel? What was that like? I mean, I, I, I understand because she has her reasons, you know, like she, everyone has their different story with her. So I understood that, you know, of course I was trying to make things better for I, I did feel that Christine was suffering and I did feel that if you have a friendship that was especially between Mary and Christine so right. deep and it was so for so many years um, that there there could be an opportunity and that's why I try to you know sometimes you you're you're upset but it's it's more because if you I feel that if you don't love that person you will probably not be that upset. I, agree. I totally yeah, so agree I with you. I think it's a I, right. I think there's a lot of passion between them as friends. I think there is a deep, deep love. That's just me giving my little two cents in here. Yeah. Um, and so you ended up taking Christine to see a mindset coach. And yes. we talked a little bit before we got mm -hmm. on the air about mindset. And I know, you know, It, obviously, both of us are spiritual and we do a lot of work on our mindset and that has a lot to do with manifestation. And what? It, why did you feel that a mindset coach would help her and how it could help other people also? Well, because I, she helped me a lot. She has helped me a lot. Uh, when I, uh, you know, with obviously I met her after my sister uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, again, as I As I told you, I was like, oh, nothing's working. Like, I'm not, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like, I was, I was depressed and I was, yeah, yeah, I was having a healing energy emotionally. But I think that my mindset was, you know, I was kind of like fighting with my heart and my mind. You know? yeah, and then yeah. she helped me to, to reconnect and re, and I don't know, like to put my mindset into and focus on the positives and all the things that I wanted, not right. the things that I don't, I didn't want. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt that. 
I asked Christine, like I have these options and which one resonates with you. And, and because we both spiritual and, you know, I, I know that you like these kind of things. Would you be open to see? And maybe that will help you. And, you know, hopefully it will even help you with the, with the people at the, at the office with your friends. And if not for your future friends, you know, so mm -hmm. she said yes. And she went and, and I'm really happy that she opened herself to go and that she was open to, you know, I think that the best and the first and the biggest step for someone is to say yes, you know. I think okay. that we all need a mindset coach. I think that we all need, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not because you have a problem. Like you can, I think that life is challenging. And then if you know how to, to, to master your mind, then you can have everything you want in your life. Absolutely. I mean, as you're, you're talking about how you manifested this thinking about sunset, I have, I was just sharing today with my sister, a manifestation that I have. And she's like, Oh, I don't do that. I need to do that. And how do you get there? And you know, it's, it's practice. It's just, you have to just believe in yourself and believe that whatever comes through again, opening up your heart. So as you're in this show, this very popular show on Netflix, Selling Sunset, what has been the biggest thing you've learned since starting and how I'm feeling from um, the show? Yes. Uh, well, that successful women, you know, uh, if, if they can, they can be, like, it is the first time that I, that I feel that there is a sisterhood, uh, not competition in a, in, in a, in a way that will, you know, that we can work as a team and, and not against each other. And I love that because it's the first time that I feel that all the women that I work with uh, are not <laughs> kind of like, it's, we're in the same, like, let's, let's work together. That's amazing. It is hard to work with a lot of women sometimes and, you know, successful, strong, powerful women sometimes, um, you know, they have their barriers up, but I, I, I love that, that, Everybody is there to help one another. And I think I think you brought a different vibe into the office also just with, with your whole being. And so how is it going selling real estate? You're in Malibu, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> so tell me about that. How's it going? You're selling a few homes? Yeah, I mean, well, I saw the one that you saw on, yep. uh, on the show, which is really exciting. I'm working on with some developers right now that they're, you know, uh, working and finishing some projects. I actually had a meeting today with them. So it's pretty exciting. I'm waiting for a client to recover from COVID to uh, mm -hmm. lease the house there uh, and working with buyers as well. I mean, sometimes with buyers is a little bit more difficult because it's not, you know, the, first of all, the, the market is very tight at the moment. So right. there's not a lot of, so if they're, if they don't find, what they want. Like you, there's nothing you can do. Like, you know, <laughs> you right. That's what everybody, that's what everybody is saying that yeah. there's just not anything to sell there. You're running out of real estate to sell. Right. Yes, exactly. And, but at the same time, I, I feel that a lot of people that are considering to sell, they should do it because right now it's been seen that it's getting like, people are getting way over asking and people are listing like insane prices, like a house that will be listed for, probably will be worth 5 million. They're listing it for seven or eight and it's getting sold. So like it's, it's, it's a great market because people with people, especially in the, you know, with money like Malibu or mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, they have the money. So if they like it, they will be like, I don't care if it's worth five and it's, it's listed for seven. 
I'll give I'll give seven because I want it. And because there's a bidding war, because there's no inventory right now. Right. They're not the only ones that want probably that house. So, you know, so it's a great it's a great time. To, yeah, a great time to be in real estate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, so so tell me a little it's, bit. It's interesting. I mean, it's not it's not a walk in the park. It's not sunshines and sunshines, sunshines and rainbows <laughs> all the time. But I always feel that um, again, like the mindset is everything, and and I do feel that everything should be easy and smooth, and I, that's what I manifest in my life. <laughs> I I mean, it's very very powerful. So I want we only have a few more minutes left, but I wanted to talk about a f- two different things. Um, you know, again, going back to the fear that we've touched upon. Um, do you ever have any fear of the aging process? I mean, not really. Uh, to be honest, I'm someone that I take very good care of my of myself. I I'm also very lucky. Uh, you have beautiful skin. Jeans. <laughs> yeah, you have gorgeous skin. I I think I get scared of not being healthy, and I mm. was recently, you know, challenged. And I'm still being challenged by that. Um, I got COVID in August. It was really bad. And mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with long COVID, which, um, yeah, it's been a crazy know. ride because I went through everything. I have gone through a lot of different symptoms. But at the same time, I always think that everything happens for a reason. And all these things okay. that are happening to me is also for me to help others. And I'm sharing on my lives. So I'm trying to help people find me happy and, you know, and, and stay positive, even uh, even through through adversity. And how, or like I said to you in the beginning, like how we can use the pain into fuel and and use that into something positive and not lay yourself down because something is not going right because you can you have the power to change anything or everything you want it's it's in you everything is in you so i the thing that the hardest part for me of the long covid was when i lost my hair i i started losing hair like bunches of hair i was touching my hair and i would be like losing like washing my hair and my my house would be full of bunches oh of my hair goodness, i had no idea Oh yeah, I lost a lot of hair, and I I had you have gorgeous hair. Thank you, my thank you. I mean, thank God it's it stopped. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, so now, of course, it's growing, uh, but I have to use a spray too. And it's funny because it only like fell from from there, front of my why? Why not? Why? Yeah, like why couldn't why? you go in the back? Right. But I think that as a woman, that's obviously something that is not, I mean, men, they can look good, like, you know, <laughs> but men, women, we're Man. different. So we, we need our hair and I work for TV too. So I think, you know, I don't know. And I, yeah, I, I just, I just don't get it. Like, I just want my, my hair back, you know? So, You'll but, get I, it back. but I'm like, okay, so I have it like that right now. Okay. Right. I'm going to get a spray. I'm not going to get frustrated. It's going to grow back and I'm going to get the spray and then I'm going to forget about it. And that's what I did. So, you know, like I don't, and then I'm going to use the hair on this side that it looks, you know, I, I don't have to show it so much because it's, it's funny, but in the, on this side. Looks good. Show you. I mean, right now I have the spray, so I don't think that mm-hmm. you'll see it, but maybe you can see the baby hairs. I can see the baby hair. Yep. So that's where I lost the most. So I well, I'll just put my hair here. Oh, and that's yeah. I mean, you can rock, you can rock <laughs> anything. Other things are more important in life than these, honestly. I, exactly. The last thing that I'm dealing with is the parosomia syndrome, which is um, the, the taste and smell of um, of sewage, uh, of certain foods. Wow. Uh, so 
yeah, it tastes like garbage or so. And I, I, there's a lot of people that are don't, dealing with this uh, after COVID. It's, um, it seems like it's not, it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Some people last with this for months. So what I do, I've been obviously at the beginning and some days it's been like, oh my God, please just, just stop. <laughs> I don't need another thing, wow. a new one. But I, what I do is like, if I know that, I don't know, chicken makes me, you know, sick because right. it's like sewage, then I'm, I'm just going to stop eating chicken. And now what else do I love? Okay. I love, I love meat. So I'm going to eat more meat and that's it. Right. Because if I'm going to keep like, oh my God, I can eat chicken. Like I'm not going to get anything from that. Right. I'm not going to recover faster. <laughs> so, right. Right. And you know, you know, and I know that it's going to go away just like the other symptoms went away. So it's just a matter of time and, and keep, you know, my body healthy and getting the right supplements and the right vitamins. And I'm with a doctor that is amazing that she's helping me to balance my hormones, which is another problem because of COVID. I got, and then I am with the best hormonal, uh, which if you are, or anyone that is watching, yeah, you need to let me know. Doctor. Yeah. Oh my God. For hormones, she's, expert in hormones and she's incredible and it's everything natural and, and it's incredible. So well, like I'm, I said, I'm 61. So yes, yes. Oh my God. I, I still can't believe it. Like you yeah. have to give me your, t- <laughs> it's, um, I, I don't know. If I, I age I, like you, then I'm not, I'm fearless. Believe me. <laughs> you are very, you are very, very sweet, but I believe everything as we've spoken about this, I believe everything happens for a reason. And they say your mess is your message. So whatever mess we're going through is going to help us help other people. Again, you know, we're here for a purpose, right? And we don't really know truly what our purpose is, but eventually we figure it out. And we just, you know, you just shared this with all of us about losing your hair and COVID and so on. And that could have just helped somebody else. And, you know, it's, we're here for a purpose. And just like you're helping people on the show, find homes, you know, mindset coach, so yeah. with that said, I have one last question for you. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you to be fearlessly authentic? Uh, well, to be, yeah, to be yourself without any, without any restrictions, like speak your truth, be, your, be true to yourself, because that's when the magic happens. When you speak your truth, you're aligned with who you are and what you feel, and only good things can come out of that. Like when you restrict yourself from telling or saying or doing what you really want, I think you're suffering and you're putting an, an energy that is not going to allow for things to flow. And we are all beautiful inside and out. It doesn't matter how we look and how we are. Like we always have beautiful things to, that we can give if we just let our hearts open and be, you know, fearlessly of, of being vulnerable and, and yeah. You are just like, I love you, love you, love you, love you. And I'm so glad what we were able to meet and do this Uh, interview. Me too. I can't wait to meet you in person. So for, I I will, I would love to meet you in person. I, so for those of you who don't know who Vanessa is, um, how can people find you? Well, they can find me in, on my Instagram is Vane Vigela, (laughs) V-A-N-N-E-V-I-L-L-E-L-A. Or on Selling Sunset Season 4 and Very Soon Season 5. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you so, so much. Everybody, thank thank you for joining us today again on Fearlessly Authentic and have a great rest of your week. Thank you again, Vanessa. Thank you, Jody. I wish you the very best always. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. 
Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you. 